The humanitarian crisis in the Gaza Strip is deepening. That's where we're starting today's show. I'm Jeff Pierre, and this is The 7 from The Washington Post. I hope you're having a good start to your week. Today is Monday, October 16th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. In Gaza, at least 2,670 people have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, and about 600,000 people have been displaced. Palestinians are fleeing to the southern part of the territory ahead of an expected Israeli ground invasion. Negotiations are underway over allowing humanitarian aid trucks into Gaza. Food and water supplies are dangerously low, and the U.N. said yesterday that hospitals will soon run out of fuel. In Israel, the death toll from Hamas's attack rose to at least 1,400 people. Evacuations have been ordered in towns around the Gaza Strip and in the north of the country. That's where Israeli forces have exchanged fire with Hezbollah, the Lebanese militant group. Israeli shelling into Lebanon injured six journalists on Friday and killed a Reuters videographer. In an interview with 60 Minutes that aired yesterday, President Biden spoke about the war. What happened in Gaza, in my view, is Hamas and the extreme elements of Hamas don't represent all the Palestinian people. And uh, I think that uh, it would be a mistake to, uh, for Israel to occupy Gaza again. This was one of President Biden's firmest signals yet that Israel should show restraint in its military action in Gaza. At number two, a hearing on Donald Trump's gag order will be held today. We're talking about Trump's January 6th case here. The judge overseeing that case in D.C. will hear arguments on whether she should restrict what Trump can say about the case. Prosecutors requested the gag order. They're worried that the former president's inflammatory comments could influence potential jurors or intimidate witnesses. On the other side, Trump's team argues that a gag order would violate his constitutional rights to freedom of speech, especially since he's running for president. The judge could rule from the bench on Monday or issue a written decision later. Republicans nominated another candidate for House Speaker. That's our third story. On Friday, they chose Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. He was a key ally in Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. He was picked after Majority Leader Steve Scalise withdrew from the Speaker race last week. But the chaos in the House looks like it'll continue. Jordan has a lot of work ahead of him to reach the 217 votes needed to get elected by the full chamber. The House has been left without a permanent speaker for nearly two weeks after Kevin McCarthy was removed from the job. The situation has left the chamber at a standstill. At number four, the drugstore chain Rite Aid has filed for bankruptcy. The company has been dragged down by years of mounting debt, and a slew of lawsuits allege that the chain helped fuel the nation's opioid epidemic by unlawfully filling prescriptions for the painkillers. The company has shuttered at least 170 stores in recent years. Yesterday's bankruptcy filing is expected to bring more shop closures, which could leave some communities without access to a pharmacy. A sudden spike in global warmth last month is confusing scientists. That's number five. This September was the warmest on record. 
It was 0.83 degrees above the old record for the month. That was a staggering difference from what were already extreme temperatures. Of course, record warmth is to be expected as greenhouse gases heat up the planet. But experts say no single factor can immediately explain this drastic spike. That doesn't mean that scientists don't have their theories. A number of factors like the El Nino weather pattern and volcanic activity could be at play. But it could also be new evidence that the pace of global warming is accelerating. Number six. Suzanne Summers, who starred in Three's Company, died yesterday. She rose to fame playing Chrissy Snow in the 1970s sitcom. Summers later wrote two autobiographies. She also became the face of Thighmaster, a popular fitness device in the 1990s. Summers died one day shy of her 77th birthday after a decades-long battle with breast cancer. And at number seven, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour film had a big opening weekend. It racked up an estimated 95 to $97 million at the box office. That made it the highest grossing domestic release of a concert film. And it's already competing with Justin Bieber's 2011 film, Never Say Never, which holds a domestic record for the highest grossing concert movie ever. If you haven't seen it yet, our film critic Anne Hornaday called the movie astonishing. Videos of fans dancing, singing, and making heart hands at the screen went viral over the weekend. It'll be in theaters through at least the first week of November. All right, you're all caught up. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.